the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. A couple minutes past 4. Kind of cloudy evening ahead. May get a shower and... Uh, low down to 48 tomorrow cloudy with a couple of showers and thunder showers likely 75 the high warming up some then kind of back down again cloudy and cool for wednesday with a high of 60 up and down with a roller coaster with the uh it's fall then it's summer then it's fall and summer. phillies 5-1 over miami yesterday so they took three of four from the marlins they're now a game and a half up on second place new york zach eflin did a nice job Got a complete game win, the first complete game uh, for a Phillies pitcher in over a season. They used to be commonplace back in the day. And uh, it's changed over the last 15, 20 years in baseball with the specialty a relief pitcher thing, come in, pitch for an inning, pitch for a batter, as opposed to pitching all nine innings. There were pitchers, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I remember I think it was Wilbur Wood back in the White Sox in the 70s, pitched <laughs> complete games in a doubleheader. He pitched both games, the entire thing, if I... And that's very unusual, but that's that's where it's, it's changed quite a bit since back then. Uh, the Phillies have the night off, and they're home for a quick set against Detroit starting tomorrow night. And the Sixers are at Toronto this evening at 8 o'clock, Game 2 of their Eastern Conference semifinal matchup. We're looking forward to, among other things, having Marcus Hayes, who's a sports columnist for the Philadelphia uh, Inquirer and Daily News, uh, philly.com, joining us. He is uh, north of the border traveling with the team. And uh, we're going to check in with him a little bit about what the Sixers need to do to get themselves back in this series tonight. They're down one game to none after losing over the weekend there. And uh, we also are looking forward to being joined by Brian Lamb, who is the co-founder of C-SPAN. He and a couple others have come together. Actually, a number of folks have come together, put together a pretty cool book called The President's. And we also have um, someone from our local area. Her name is Shelby Smith, and she is with Amnion uh, Pregnancy Centers, and they have a 5K going on this weekend. We'll chat with her about all that. We also want to uh, somehow find time. In fact, maybe even now, let's do a little giveaway as we go into our first break. Let's give away a free gift card. We have these gift cards, just simple things, enough to cover your cost of a coffee or donuts or a hoagie or something. Uh, we do them in $5.60 increments. We have Duncan you can choose from, or Wawa, or new to the lineup, Rita's. So you pick... Which one you want, 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. Make sure let, we do at least one of these this hour, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet. Give me a quick call at 800-560-9345 right now, and we'll take a random call to pick up a gift card, and then we'll get into our conversation with Shelby Smith of Amnion and take it from there. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, 800-560-WFIL. 800-560-9345 if you'd like to win one of those gift cards. Your choice, AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, 
and at WFIL.com. It's 4.08 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Let's go to the phones. Hello. Hey, Tim, this is Jason Zimper. What's up, Jason? How you doing, man? Good, good. Just uh, just dialed on the chance I might be aware of it. Well, you are. Yeah. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Sure. Where are you today? I am commuting home from Conshohocken to Pennsburg. Very good. Well, we're happy for you. You can pick. You can pick Duncan, Wawa, or now Rita's has been added to the lineup. Oh, we'll do. Uh, we'll do Duncan. Okay. I'm drinking mine right now. I'll put you on hold, and Joe <laughs> will get your info for you. Mail it out All to right, you. Thank you. You're welcome. Eight hundred five sixty WFIL. That's our toll free number to have ready. We'll try and do another giveaway before the program is done. Courtesy again of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. We're glad to have a partnership with them going. Uh, we also, before I forget, because we're winding down the month of April, two quick things on our website. If you're interested, you are welcome to a free download of something called Wooten's Wacky Word Games. It's a fun, uh, you know, partnership with Adventures and Odyssey. They're one of the ministries that Focus and the Family has going. It's a radio program we have. Saturday nights at 7.30 on WFIL. Been there for a long time and a very kid-friendly program, family-friendly program. And so this month, anybody is welcome to download that free. Again, it's called Wooten's Wacky Word Games. Got to do it by tomorrow. While you're there, if you want to, you're welcome to enter to win a, uh, a trip for uh, four, all expenses paid, to Colorado Springs. It's the Adventures in Odyssey Summer Family Getaway. That would include an Adventures in Odyssey VIP experience and uh, all the other cool stuff that comes with a trip like that. So while you're there... It, there's a there's a, a banner on our homepage, or you can just type in the keyword adventure. One other thing that's uh, expiring, if you will, tomorrow, because, uh, you know, at the end of the month, is WFIL's Ministry of the Month being A.R. Bernard. That's a program that airs on WFIL 3 o'clock each weekday. And every weekday we are drawing a winner for his CD, The Art of Asking. Uh, also, there's also a gift bag in there, a pen and bookmark. And there's a grand prize, too, you could win that includes a 15-CD set by A.R. Bernard entitled My Father the King. Just click the Ministry of the Month banner to enter at WFIL.com, and, you know, get a cup of coffee out, sit down, a little tea or something, and tool around the website. There's a ton of other stuff. There's a prayer center there for you. There's uh, other, like, information on the different programs. There's a program guide so you can kind of check out the whole thing that's happening with the radio station and find out when your favorite ministries are airing, including on weekends. There are special weekend editions. There's there's a lot to do. Uh, So if you want to take that in sometime, sit down, give yourself 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, surf through the website, and, and maybe learn more about the radio station that you weren't aware of. Uh, 10 after 4, as we continue our program, and uh, I mentioned we have a couple of special guests coming up, including Marcus Hayes, who's a columnist for The Enquirer and Daily News and Philly.com. He's going to be checking in from Toronto, talk about the Sixers series against uh, Toronto, which resumes tonight. Uh, we'll talk with him for a little bit a little later on. Also, Brian Lamb, who's the uh, co-founder, well, I guess the founder of um, C-SPAN. And he has a book out along with a bunch of others who have come together to put this book out called The President's Very interesting, thick book. And uh, I was able to read some of it, but it's not in time for the interview, I didn't get to read the entire thing. But we're going to chat with him. And uh, he's an interesting guy. Uh, we'll talk more about that as we get closer to our time with him. But before that, on the local uh, angle, we are glad to have Shelby Smith joining us. Uh, hello, Shelby. How are you? Hi. How are you today? Good. You are with Amnion Pregnancy Center, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, what? The, tell us a little bit about the center and uh, your role there. So I am the development coordinator at Amnion Pregnancy Center. I mainly just do the fundraising, um, church relationships, donor relationships um, to fund our nonprofit organization. Okay. Um, so Amnion is a Christian nonprofit organization that's 
located in Drexel Hill, PA, um, and we just provide free and confidential services to women, men, and families facing unplanned pregnancy and sexual health issues. So we have both medical and counseling services, including ultrasounds, pregnancy testing, SE testing and treatment, options counseling, post-abortion counseling, um, and materials assistance. Um, and we also actually have an outreach component through our Real Ed program okay. that brings healthy relationship education um, to youth in the community and in the schools um, and wow. like local organizations. Yeah, you like doing mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> yes, it's a very long list of services, but really the heart behind it all is that we just want to share the love of Christ with people and walk with them through whatever it is they're going through. That's great. Uh, chatting with Shelby Smith. She's the development coordinator over at uh, Amyon Pregnancy Center in Drexel Hill. And one of the things that I know that's coming up, you have on Saturday the 4th, a, mm-hmm. uh, a 5K walk run. Or for me, it'd be like a, a, a slow jog, <laughs> whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. yes, you can run it, you can walk it, you can jog it. Uh, we have everyone in between. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's one of our largest fundraisers of the year. Um, it's a family-friendly event, and you know the community just comes together to fundraise, run or walk to support and celebrate abundant life. And um, there will be you know kids' activities, refreshments, prizes for top fundraisers and medals for first place, those who do choose to run um, for first place runners um, in several categories. And it's just a ton of fun. So whether you're a walker or runner, young or old, um, it's just an amazing way to support the community um, and the services that Amnion provides. If folks wanted to participate in that, there's still time. Is that correct? Yes, there is. You can still register. It's really easy. All you need to do is you visit um, our website, which is friendsofamnion.org, and that's A-M-N-I-O-N. And simply just click on the Register Now button on the homepage. And so when you register, you'll be given all that you need to fundraise before the event. Um, You'll get a your own personal online fundraising page and it's completely customizable and you can share it via email or social media. We just try to make it as easy as possible for you to just fundraise and um, join us in this event. That's very good. Shelby Smith is the development coordinator at Amnion Pregnancy Center in Drexel Hill. And how long have you been with them for? Honestly, I just started last May, um, and it's been just almost a year now, but I actually interned with a pregnancy center earlier in my college career and volunteered with them throughout my college career, and I've just been passionate about this line of ministry for a long time, so yeah, I'm new at Amnion, but... But still, I mean, and it sounds like they're keeping you very busy with all of those departments you rattled off earlier and the different ministries yeah. aspects of that, but so, so where does that come from? Why are you passionate about you know, the work of Amnion? So I think that I'm passionate personally about the work of Amnion because we just get to see really powerful stories and powerful transformations. You know, we're just vessels in this process of God's unfolding plan, and it's just an honor and a privilege to be a part of that. You know, just a few weeks ago, we received an email from a previous client who 30 years ago was in Drexel Hill as a nanny. Um, She was from Ireland and found herself pregnant unexpectedly, alone and afraid. Um, And then our story intercepted with hers when she came to our center and just found the support that she needed. Um, And she actually sent us an email just thanking us because her daughter is now turning 31 and just is so thankful for the services that Amnion provided and that she was able to have someone to walk alongside her with her in that time of need. And, 
you know, we don't always see the endings of the stories that we're a part of, but we do get to play that vital role. And um, it's so exciting when we do hear these stories many years later. But even today, we see stuff like that. Um, recently, we had a client just being pressured by the father of her baby and many people in her life to end the pregnancy, but she didn't want that. Um, she just needed a place where she could be heard and empowered. And, you know, we were blessed enough to be that space for her um, and that, you know, we're overjoyed to say that, you know, she chose life for her child. And, you know, these are just a few examples of the ways that God allows us to touch the lives of people every day here at Amnion and the work of pregnancy centers. And, you know, that's just one of the reasons. There's many reasons why I'm passionate about it, but that's one of them. And uh, we want to continue to be on those front lines advocating for women and families. And um, the Run Walk for Life is a fundraiser that enable us, enables us to continue that work. And we're just so grateful for the people um, and donors who participate. And yeah, we just invite everyone to join us that day. That website again is Friends of Amnion, A-M as in Mary, N as in Nancy, I-O-N, or Amnionic Fluid, right? A-M. Yes. <laughs> Friendsofamnion.org. Uh, and that's Saturday, May 4th. What's, what's the start time for that? And So registration will start at 9 a.m., um, and then the race will officially begin at 10 a.m. So you have a little buffer there. I mean, usually the event, you will probably be done by um, 11.30, 11.45. You know, we're all wrapped up and out of there usually by noon. Okay. And there, we, I don't think we actually mentioned where there is. Ah, yes. It is at the beautiful Ridley Creek State Park um, at Pavilion 11. Um, it's just a beautiful scenery and uh, a great, great place to spend your Saturday morning. That's a great thing. Shelby, it's great chatting with you. You talked a little bit earlier about some of the different services that, that Amnion offers, but uh, are there mm -hmm. a couple of main things that people tend to go to Amnion for or, or two or three mm -hmm. areas that you find require the most resources or the most energy? Yeah, I think that our clients mainly the biggest you know things we see people coming in for are for you know those pregnancy tests and those ultrasounds um, especially because our services are completely free uh, and confidential and so they get to see their baby and uh, see into the womb and that's just a really um, awesome time for them to connect with the life that's growing within them and another uh, service that we offer that's very heavily utilized is our Earn While You Learn program, um, which is a counseling program where clients can come in, learn how to um, parent well and just have personal growth, and then they are able through that program to access material resources to help raise their child. Yeah, and it sounds like you have, I mean, the Lord's definitely in there, and is it, is it the kind of situation where anybody can come and then as you have the opportunity to the Lord's brought into things, or or how does that work? Yes, yeah, so um, our clients, uh, we also, you know, have options counseling for people who are unsure what to do with, you know, what they want to do with their pregnancy, and, yeah. um, you know, we've had, we have many opportunities um, to just share our faith. We always um, ask the clients if we can pray for them, and so many of them, even if, you know, they aren't walking with the Lord, are open to receiving that prayer and are really grateful for it. 
uh, in their time of need. Anytime that the opportunity presents itself, you know, we share the gospel with our clients because ultimately that's our heart. We want them to know the Lord and to um, have him be their ultimate comfort and to be vessels to point them to that comfort. That's excellent. That's really, and, and the, the actual location you mentioned in Drexel Hill, this one central mm-hmm. location, is that correct? Or are there other little satellite places or whatever? Yes, it is one central location in Drexel Hill. Um, we find that it's a great location. You know, we're right on the trolley line, so easily accessed by the public. Um, and just a really, we find a, a place that um, a lot of people are able to utilize our resources. So Good. Good. Well, God bless you. Keep up the great work. And, and the site for the, for the 5K uh, Walk Run for Life, which is, again, on Saturday the 4th, friendsofamnion.org. Is that also the site for the uh, – is, is that specifically for the walk run? or is that... Um, that is just a general um, website uh, where people can go. Um, on the front page, uh, there's the walk run. You can't miss it, and okay. you can have a button to register. But there's also information just generally about who we are, other ways to get involved. Um, and through that, you can contact us or you can you know, give us a call at our office and if you want to explore other ways to get involved as well but that website will have you know all that information that you need that's good yeah i wasn't sure if it applied to other things or just the walk but that's Mm -hmm. good to know friends of amnion.org 610-622-9832 610-622-9832 is the number i have handy here which i believe is yeah so that will work shelby smith our guest thank you shelby from amnion pregnancy center for taking time to share your heart and keep up the good work Yes, thank you for having me. Sure thing. We're going to take a short break in just a moment. We also have some more giveaways to do. First things first, though, uh, TBN. Brand new show for you to check out weekday afternoons at 1.30 Eastern. It's called Better Together, TBN's first daily original program. Better Together is a show made by women for women. Better Together presented from an uplifting perspective, looking to encourage viewers in their day-to-day lives. You're invited to grab your favorite beverage and join Victoria Osteen, Lori Crouch, and Christine Kane for authentic, fruitful conversations about faith and life. Laugh, grow, and enjoy a sense of community. Better Together tackles a variety of topics, including friendships, identity, intimacy with God, children and family, social media, and a lot more. Again, all from an encouraging, uplifting perspective. Each week, the topics change, keeping things fresh and relevant uh, for their next episode tomorrow. Don't let your past define your future. The Better Together team will discuss how to allow God to redeem your past. That's Better Together weekday afternoons at 1.30 Eastern on TBN or anytime on the TBN app. Why live alone when we can do life together better together? We're going to uh, do a giveaway as we head into our break. I mentioned this before, so let's go ahead now and have you call in 800-560-WFIL. Want to win a gift card for Duncan, Wawa, or Rita's? $5.60. It's our little thank you for listening, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet. Sometimes we do one, sometimes we do two, sometimes we do more. Today we're doing another one right now, at least. This will be our second one of the hour. 800-560-WFIL. Give a quick call, and hopefully you'll win with WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL. We're looking forward to having uh, Marcus Hayes join us. 
He's a columnist for the uh, Philadelphia Daily News and Inquirer on Philly.com. To chat a little bit about the upcoming game tonight, the Sixers have with Toronto. He's covering the team north of the border. We also have Brian Lamb, the uh, founder of C-SPAN, brand new book called The Presidents. He'll be joining us before the program's done. We're privileged to have him on as well. But first, we have a little winning to do. Uh, hello. Hello, WFIL. Who's this? Uh, this is Peggy McDonald. Hi, Peggy. Where are you from? Uh, from college, Bill. Let's make you a winner, shall we? That's awesome. Woo-hoo. So you pick Duncan Wawa or Aritas. Rita. All right, what you on hold, and Joe will get your info. All right, thank you. You're welcome. I like making winners. It's fun. There are a lot of things that I enjoy about being here day to day, and that's one of them. Playing a song every now and again is good too, like this classic from DC Talk in the light. If I am. WFIL.com. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus' his Son purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, classic from D.C. Talk. And in the light, I believe that was actually written by Charlie Peacock, well-known producer and recording artist, among other things, who appears near the end of that song, a little cameo as well. 431, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoy the program, one of the things, just a quick reminder, feel free to let someone know about it. We do have podcasts of our programs as well at WFIL.com. You're welcome to help yourself. Forecast calling for a kind of cloudy evening, maybe a shower low down to 48, kind of cloudy with a few showers tomorrow. Could be the rainiest day of the week, at least uh, the next few days. 75, the high, though, making a thunder shower along the way. Wednesday, just kind of cloudy, maybe no rain, but on the cool side, Wednesday's high 60. Phillies 5-1 over Miami uh, yesterday. So they've won 3-4 now, and their series wrapped up, and they're a game and a half up on uh, second place New York. They're home tomorrow night against Detroit. And the Sixers at Toronto this evening at 8 o'clock. In just a moment, we're going to bring in Marcus Hayes, who's covering the team. He's in Toronto uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer and Daily News and writing columns about the team and the playoff run. Also, just a heads up, we have Brian Lamb, who's the co-founder, or if, I'm, I'm double-check my, if it's co-founder or actual founder, I think he's the founder of C-SPAN. And um, 
There's a book that he has written along with several others and a team of historians called The Presidents. It's a pretty cool book. I've been uh, looking at it some. And uh, we wanted to, uh, one of the things I liked about him, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, kind of just teased this idea. As I was you know, researching and getting ready to uh, talk to Mr. Lamb, one of the things I liked about it was um, his style as a journalist is to basically just kind of be a gateway and let people look in. That's kind of what C-SPAN was more about, having cameras in the room so people, the American public can see what's going on without slanting it one way or the other. And his interviews, although I have not seen many of them myself as I was reading up on them as well, his style really is to kind of get out of the way and let the guests shine. And I think that's a great way of thinking. You know, you're, you're not trying to make the show about you. You're trying to allow the people who are viewing or listening a chance just to here's the guest and here's where they're coming from and be more of a, a, a gateway for it. So I'm looking forward to chatting with him in just a little bit. But before we get to that point, uh, we are welcoming from Toronto, Marcus Hayes from Philly.com and uh, uh, Philadelphia Daily News and Daily uh, Philadelphia Daily News and the Inquirer. Hello, sir. How are you doing today, Tim? Wonderful. Sports columnist for the Daily News and the Philadelphia Inquirer and lately a bevy of Sixers columns, including one this morning. Yeah, I've been lucky uh... Yeah, I've been lucky enough to be part of the Sixers coverage team, and it's been a, an interesting run so far. Yeah, Saturday, of course, not the right foot that the Sixers wanted to, to start off on, losing to Toronto, and not even close fashion, really. Your column today talking about basically, hey, Joel, Embiid, Jimmy Butler, time to step up to the plate. Yeah, I, I, I was pretty surprised that not only did Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler not play particularly well in Game 1, which the uh, which the the Raptors won pretty you know pretty handily. They controlled the game for most of the most of the game. It, it looked as though they just weren't engaged. Like the the moment was too big for them. And Joel Embiid's you know stated goal is to be the best player in the league and be the MVP every year that he's healthy. Jimmy Butler's stated goal is to you know when he's a free agent this summer to sign a maximum contract. And neither of them played to that level in a game one that the Sixers really needed to at least present themselves in, in a manner that would make you think they could win this game, this uh, series in six or seven games. So it was pretty. It was a pretty stark performance. Pretty. It was pretty surprising too from two guys who who talk a much better game lately than they play. Uh, well, and to that end, I don't know what your thoughts were heading into the series. At this point in in the playoffs, you know, all these matchups are going to be tough, or should be, theoretically speaking. So you don't necessarily know they'll win, so to speak. But, uh, in fact, I think until they can get past Toronto, people may still think they, they can't get past Toronto. So I don't, well, I don't know what you were thinking heading into the series. I thought that they might split here. I thought they might win a game here. and um, But I also thought Toronto would probably win a game in Philadelphia. And we probably go seven games, which means three border crossings. But I was prepared for that. You know? <laughs> um, uh, so I don't see them winning a game if they play the way that they played on uh, on Saturday. If they play that way, you know, in game two, you know, three, four, it could be over very, very quickly because it's uh, it, Toronto is a well-oiled machine at this point. They traded for Marcus Gasol at the trading deadline with the express purpose of you know, facing Joel Embiid. And Marcus Gasol limited Joel Embiid to one of eight shooting in the, in the time that they shared the court in game one. That's devastating, you know, for a guy who's, you know, going to take 18 shots 
when he's matched up against his prim- primary defender, not only is he going to go one for eight, he's only going to take eight shots. Um, yeah. Saul's a good defender. He was the defensive player of the year. That was six years ago. And one of the interesting things about that is Marcus Saul was a second team all defensive player the year that he was the defensive player of the year. And that's because that's the last year that the media voted only on uh, defensive player of the year. Now they vote on both. But the coaches didn't regard him well enough to even put him on the first team all defense that year. So he's a good defender, but not a great defender. And even so, and, you know, so was Al Horford. Yeah. Al Horford gives Joel Embiid, uh, gives him fits as well. So until he gets past that hurdle where certain guys can not only defend him, but shut him down one-on-one, Joel Embiid won't have an MVP trophy. Marcus Hayes is a sports columnist for the Daily News, Philadelphia Inquirer. Philly.com is where you can look him up. The column today talking about really how the, you know Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler need to really step up and lead this team. Game two being tonight, uh, to your point in your column, you mentioned about Embiid's shooting when Marcus Saul of the Raptors is guarding him this year. By far his worst numbers against anybody who regularly guarded him. So I, I don't know if you credit that a little bit to the fact that Gasol is, what, 33, 34? He's... Some the KG veteran coming out in him a little bit as much as Embiid's talent is there. There is something to be said for someone who's been there before, you know, has, has been around the league 10 years longer than you have, perhaps. Yeah, there is. And Marcus All had to be a smart player because, like his brother Powell, you know, neither of them are the greatest athletes. They're good athletes to be seven foot and seven one, but they know how to use what, what they have their size and their strength and their intelligence. And their skills, you know, the, the thing that I think goes under uh, uh, is underrated and goes overlooked when you talk about really good defenders. And it doesn't matter what defense you're playing, whether it's defense in baseball, whether it's um, defense in hockey, uh, it's footwork. Marcus Hall's footwork is spectacular. It's perfect. It's like watching, I think I used the phrase, it's watching, like watching moose ballet. Because he's <laughs> built like a moose. He's awkward and long and strong. But he's never, you always think that he's going to be off balance, but he never really is. Yeah. So that's the, uh, that's the thing that I guess comes with discipline and drilling and, uh, and also knowing what your limitations are. Marcus yeah. doesn't block shots because he doesn't jump. Because he doesn't need to, and I think he believes that if I need to jump, if I, you know, really need to put myself into it, I'm probably just going to be out of position. So, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to watch. It's well, fun to watch really elite defenders defend, and uh, it, it, he gets away with a few things here and there, especially you know stuff below the waist or below the chest, because the officials respect the fact that he's putting himself in a good position. And let him get away with a little stuff with his hands, which is very frustrating to players, especially young players like Joel Embiid. Some some of this also, if you step back and think for a minute, the uh, you know last year the Sixers beat Miami in the first round and lost to the Celtics. It was four one in the first round. They lost four one in the second round, including the first three games. Then this year they beat the Nets four one. You know after losing the first game, now they're down one nothing to Toronto. What do you think would constitute a successful season as we head into Game Two tonight? Um, you know, technically losing in six games would be one single get, uh, game step forward, but realistically they really want to go much further than that. Would you say if they, they can at least get to the next round, that's that's successful? Or, you mean, they've been around the team enough to know what they're thinking. You want to win a championship ultimately, but where are they? Where are they? Well, are? Yeah. Tough seven-game series, is that considered a success? I consider this to be a rousing success if they get swept. I mean, if you look at what happened this season, 
when they remade the team, they remade the team twice, once around Jimmy Butler, and then when the Tobias Harris trade happened, they played 10 games together as a starting unit entering the playoffs with the, with the remade team, which also remade the bench. So you really had seven, eight guys, seven, eight, nine-man rotation that hadn't played more than 10 games together entering the playoffs, and they've only played five games together in the playoffs. So right. I think they get swept by the Raptors. This is, good. this is a better team than it was last year, the Sixers. All the young players have progressed. If they retain Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, they'll be a, a, a much better team next year this time than they are right now. And, you know, Brett Brown, I think, has done an amazing job adjusting constantly, especially with Joel Embiid being up and down all the time. I mean, he missed 14 of the last 24 games with knee tendonitis, and he missed them because he decided, I didn't want to play this night. So juggling those chainsaws, I think Brett's done a really good job. I know that Ben Simmons is a better player. I know that Joel Embiid is a better player. And the the roster is better. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, Toronto is a better team right now than the Celtics were at this point last year. So if they lose to Toronto... Then I don't really have a big I don't really have a big problem with it. I don't care if it's in four games or seven. Okay. All right, Marcus Hayes, our guest. One last question for you: um, What do you think? And that you know, the Sixers' best chances for them to win tonight's game, as far as anything they need to do, whether it's a game plan adjustment, spacing, whatever, or just a, is it as much as the the two guys, the two dogs you talked about today, uh, jump jump into the front and, and beat them Butler and leading better? Or is it or are there other players that need to really do better too? Well, you know, Joel Embiid probably needs to see the ball a little bit more in the post. The problem is they, they're such a good help defensive team. They're so long and they're so willing to defend and they're so good at recovering. And they're – like Jimmy Jimmy Butler often gets defended by Kyle Lowry, which is a seven-inch height difference. But Kyle Lowry is so tough. He's got that Philly toughness to him. It doesn't really matter. So Joel Embiid probably needs to get the ball – in the post and do something with it quickly and effectively. That's one thing. Jimmy Butler needs to be aggressive. Jimmy was talking was talking before game two about, oh, you know, I'm going to just let the game come to me. When you want to be a max contract guy, you don't wait for the game to come to you. You take, you take your game to everyone else. Yeah. Those are two things that can happen. And the third thing is when uh, Kawhi Leonard has the ball, I think you do have to sort of sell out and go give him a little bit of, uh, give that defender a little bit of help whether it's Ben Simmons defending him or uh, Jim Butler or uh, Tobias Harris. So those are three areas that they can, they can adjust and see what happens because they, they can't win if, they, if those three things don't happen. And two of those things they can control. I mean, two of those things, Jimmy Butler being more aggressive than Joel Embiid getting the ball and doing something with it more quickly, those, those are things they can control themselves. That sounds good. Good deal. Marcus Hayes checking in north of the border, right? You're on the road with the team? I am. I'm uh, I'm, uh, what do you, I'm. on the banks of the uh, Ontario River right now. How is it? Pretty? Give us a good... Ontario, Lake Ontario. Sorry. The banks of Lake Ontario. It's gorgeous. It's very, very cold. It's cold today. It's, it's been nice for the other, uh, the other three days. Nice. Good. Well, enjoy it. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule and uh, have fun working the game tonight. Thank you. All right, Marcus Hayes with the uh, Philadelphia Daily News and Inquirer, philly.com is where you can read up on him. We'll take a short break and come back with one more special guest, Brian Lamb, founder and executive chairman of C-SPAN, who's also uh, authored a book now, brand new, called The Presidents. That's all coming up on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. 
Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 447, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Pleased now to bring in the founder and executive chairman of C-SPAN and co-author of the brand new book, The President's Brian Lamb. How are you, sir? I'm good, Tim. How are you? Wonderful. It's a privilege to talk with you. Nice to talk to you. Is, is Bryce Harper back in the game yet? <laughs> I think so. I think so. He's walking a lot, if nothing else. <laughs> he's, he's affecting things by walking all day long. And we miss him. You do you? Well, you'll get to see him plenty over the next 13 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Well, hey, maybe you can do a book on that. Someday after you, yeah. the dust settles from yeah. the president. I'm not good at. I'm not good at that. I just was an old clubhouse boy when I was growing up. Really, cleaning the cleats and a few other things. Oh, fun! That's great. Well, we're glad to have him here, and we're glad to have you on too with this uh, book, The Presidents. Uh, you know, when you step back and look at it for a second, thinking in a way, it's a representative of you know a lifetime of of your work and your journey in in, in the world of media and and uh, politics and everything else. So share a little bit about where it came from and how long it's been in the making and, and why it's here. Well, I started doing a program on Sunday nights 30 years ago called Book Notes, and then uh, stupidly I changed the name to Q&A about halfway through, and a lot of people stopped watching, but it was the same program. But along the way, uh, it just became more and more interesting to interview authors, historians about presidents and politicians and that's where it all started and i've been doing it uh, as i said for 30 years and this book was a part of that process that came about and the very important uh, uh, other person in this is susan swain who is our premier editor here and she's the one that really put the book together from the interviews so i'm going to ask you about that you know in an era where information and opinions are more than readily available not all equally informed but you've interviewed lots of presidents susan swain obviously very experienced so let people know a little bit this is a little bit different where this is coming from the the history behind it and the knowledge behind it well what we did was put together a book based on how presidents how they came out on a survey that we've been doing with historians over the years. We've done three of them. And so the book is laid out with 44 different chapters, and it's not chronological when they served, but it works from one Abraham Lincoln down to 44 James Buchanan. Uh, and the the idea, uh, actually, there have only been 43 men that have been president. Uh, Grover Cleveland was president twice. Right. And so we talk about 44. But that's how it's laid out. It's about 10 pages to chapter. It's just a, a primer for somebody that wants to start thinking about uh, presidents and history. Yeah. And it, we're chatting with uh, Brian Lamb, who, among other things, uh, founded C-SPAN and has written this new book along with Susan Swain and C-SPAN Resources. And a lot of excuse me, historians have been part of it, too. Uh, this book, The Presidents, you know, it's interesting because in a way, C-SPAN was kind of uh, like a, an objective lens, the goal, right, Am I, if I'm not mistaken, to let the public in. And this is, in a way, it's objective, but it's subjective. How would you kind of describe the nature of the presidents in, in that regard? Well, let me just first say that Comcast of Philadelphia is uh, has been from the beginning our very biggest and most important sponsor 
and uh, Brian Roberts and others there have been behind this kind of thing to let us do what we do without any kind of uh, interference. And we have just tried to do the best we can to present all different sides on history, on uh, current day politics, uh, covering the hearings. And that's the way we approach this book. And that's the way we approach everything we do. Have you found, as you were working on this book, uh, many surprises along the way that you weren't expecting? This is how bad it is for an amateur like me. I I interviewed them initially. I've read our own book about three times, and every time I open it up now, I look in. I say, I, I didn't know that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't absorb it, but I didn't. You know, I'll give you one simple example. Sure. <clears throat> William Howard Taft was president only for four years. He went on to be on the Supreme Court for nine years. But he, in his time on the court, in the middle of our country's history, was able to appoint six different members of the court. That's just a tremendous amount of power. And if you think about how we argue over one man or woman today going on the court, you can imagine if – and he got it without much much difficulty. Interesting. Very interesting. Brian Lamb is our guest uh, with this book, brand new book, The Presidents. Uh, You touched on it for a second there, but who might appreciate – uh, this book in terms of ranging from a political novice to someone who's very well read and has, uh, you know, they, they can't wait to get their hands on it. I think it's anybody that's curious. I know that's a much overused term, but if you like history or if you even want to find out whether you like history, this is a good way for you not to have to, uh, not to have to labor through 500 pages at one time because you can read each of these chapters and it might take you 20 minutes to do it and ask yourself whether or not this is interesting or not and then go find out more information. One of the great fun things in life to do if you're interested in history is go to primary sources. Go the, where go where it all started instead of even reading what other people are saying. Yes. Uh, well, and to that end, I mean, you've interviewed how many presidents has it been? Seven or eight or, or more? I'm trying to think of who... I, I, I think it's I think it's seven, but uh, some of those were were not very much in depth, and others were terrific. I mean, I got to interview Bill Clinton on many occasions and George W. Bush. And as you had those opportunities to build a rapport with them a little bit, what did you find, and did some of that factor into how this book is written in terms of you know understanding how a book like this should be written? Well, one of the things I learned about presidents is they control the dialogue, and no matter how many clever, cute, wonderful questions I would ask, they're only going to answer what they want to. And I understand that. Interviewing presidents is not as exciting as it sounds because they're interviewed so often. And when you try to find new information, and that's what's always a challenge to journalists, there's not much there unless they're ready to cough it up. And they're not always ready to do that. Brian Lamb is our guest author, along with Susan Swain. And uh, I guess, technically speaking, how many folks contributed to this book? There were historians who were involved and would you say? Yeah. Well, historians are everything to this book. Doug Brinkley, Edna Green Medford, Richard Norton Smith, they're all here in our studios today. They're going on our call-in show live, and we had a big event last night at, at uh, Mount Vernon. And without them and the other uh, 40, let's see, I guess two wow. or, or historians, this book would be nothing. It's a, it's a, it's a labor of love, I'm sure. And, and you personally, I know, have done, you know, what, thousands of interviews over the years and known for, among other things, making the interview about be about your guest, right? As opposed to drawing attention to yourself and making it about, you know, you, where did that mindset come from? Just out of curiosity. My high school broadcasting teacher, really? William Fraser as an eraser. Okay. As he used to say, uh, it literally at age 14, he, he taught 
me what he thought good interviewing was, and it was just as you said it, Tim. Stay out of the way and ask the questions and keep asking questions and hope that you're going to get an answer that matters because nobody really tells you anything that they don't want to tell you unless they're terribly inexperienced at uh, doing interviews. One final thing. This is the year, I guess it's 40 years now, for C-SPAN. So congratulations. And, and is this book, the president's part of that, uh, did it time out? Just it happened to work that way? Or was that kind of the goal as well? Uh, my very clever uh, associate editor on this, Susan Swain, wanted to do this for the 40th about 18 months ago. Hmm. And she got it done. And I, I'm just, I'm the recipient. I get to sit at home and read it time and time again and learn something every time I go back to these chapters. That's excellent. Well, it's a privilege speaking with you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, God bless you. Thanks for taking time with us today. Thank you, Tim. It's good to be with you. You too. Bye-bye. It's Brian Lamb, founder and executive chairman of C-SPAN and uh, author of this new book, The President's. Quick break. We'll wrap up in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. Coming down the home stretch of our fine broadcast, thank you to Shelby Smith of Amnion Pregnancy uh, Center based in Drexel Hill, PA. Marcus Hayes checking in from Toronto before the Sixers play ter- uh, Toronto tonight in game two of their playoff series. Marcus is a columnist for the Daily News and Inquirer, Philly.com. And just wrapped up with Brian Lamb, who uh, was founder and executive chairman of C SPAN, now retired, and just put out this book with Susan Swain called The President's. Full podcast, the program available to you at WFIL.com in the next hour or so, as are all the other podcasts. Feel free to help yourself. Thanks for listening in. We also appreciate your prayers. Program doesn't happen without that. So please take time of you guys moment to pray for us. We appreciate that. We'll turn things over now to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. Speaking of which, he will lead in prayer next on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.